Welcome to Musical Movie Marathon. <laughs> I believe this is episode four, and um, my name is David, and with me is my dad, Andrew, and we have just finished watching Moana. And it was a wonderful experience. Was, I had so many more thoughts than I thought I would. Before the movie, I had three questions that I had told Dad I wanted to talk about. And um, there was one, like, does it work musically, um, story-wise, as a movie? Do, do the songs and everything work? And the other question was, um, would it work on stage on, as a Broadway show? And, and what would need to change in order for it to work as on, on Broadway? The last thing, uh, which is actually the first thing that we, we're going to talk about, apart from just general thoughts, was is... Um, you can hear the score in the background of this, can't you? <laughs> the last thing we're going to talk about... The, last, the first thing we're going to talk about, though, is the uh, references to... Um, um, Maori culture and Pacific Island culture. Um, Dad and I, we're from New Zealand. Um, we've got Maori roots, and um, and the Maori are, are people who uh, travelled here from the Pacific Islands um, centuries ago. Yeah, centuries ago. Well, Dad, we have just finished watching Moana, and um, uh, look, there's Rick at Ralph in the credits. And we have um, a question to get to about all the cultural references that were in this movie. But what are your just general thoughts? What do you think about the movie? Do you like it? Well, to me, to tahi tēnā koutou e koutou i rongo ki tō tātou kōrero i tēnei wā. Sorry, they're... <laughs> He's interrupted by Jermaine Clement, another Kiwi. As the oh, he's referencing the Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay, well, continue. Get the pie. Get the pie. No, no more. How to make it in a quarter of a kia mawa. So, kia tawa. So, yeah, yeah. So here we are, looking at at Moana, a very precious movie to us in Aotearoa and the Pacific Islands. And great kudos to Disney to finally recognise us. <coughs> uh, yeah, and and they did a good job. Um, yeah, so um, the references. Can I can I make a comment? I noticed this time watching it a lot more, and because I've thought about um, Maori Maori stories a lot more since returning to New Zealand from when I was living in Dubai, which is when Moana came out. Um, they, uh, and I've, I've been thinking about the different stories that, that uh, I've heard. This movie in general, before getting into specific references, the, it seems like a very Maori story. Yeah. Like the idea of these people interacting with a mountain mm. or, or with this... Um, um, with the the land goddess, mm. um, it's not entirely correct, but the vibe of it feels like a story that would come out of this culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so um, obviously Disney's... One of the hardest jobs Disney had was um, because there are so many Pacific Island culture, cultures, mm. um, you know, which ones do they honour, which ones do they bring in, which... And they've tried to, to do... Um, to encapsulate as many as they can... And I think they've done a good job. 
with the island uh, culture, with all the, uh, the ways and, and means of the people and the artworks and all the different things there. Yep, yep, really good. Um, lots of Samoan in there, lots of Hawaiian in there, um, some other, plenty of other cultures as well. Um, and, of course, uh, there's some uh, Māori in there as well. Um, particularly the, the te reo Māori, the Māori language you would have heard um, when you, if you've watched Moana, that is the haka. They do the haka at least twice, maybe more. And that is uh, definitely te reo Māori when they're doing that. Um, oh, the time when they do it is... Am I allowed to describe the movie? Yeah, yeah of okay. course. Yeah. Is when um, uh, Maui is challenging to ka and he'll do... He does the haka then and he does it a couple of other times. Yeah. yeah, like once when uh, they're about to go into the descent, uh, into the, the valley of the place of monsters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so really cool. Uh, yeah, so, so there's the... Um, the other thing I want to say about um, Disney is I'm really pleased that they've actually come out with a version totally in Te Reo Māori. They have? Yep, and I wouldn't be surprised if they've done that for some of the other island languages as well. So kudos to Disney, way cool for um, allowing... You know, voice actors to do that for us. Pause. I loved the voice of Timuera Morrison. Yeah, Tim is a great hero um, for New Zealand. He's sort of, you know, second behind Sam Neill in terms of, you know, acting uh, talent, international talent from New Zealand. Recognised. Yeah, yeah. Um, been been in lots of uh, lots of good movies, obviously. Um, so to have him there, um, and you know, the new talent that's coming from New Zealand. I mentioned Jermaine Clement, of course. Um, famous for um, the flight of the Concords, yeah. yeah, among other things. Yeah, so to to actually hear our New Zealand uh, actors uh, there, Oscar Kitely, yep, another New Zealand Pacific uh, actor. So that's really cool. So yeah, it's it's the the one Disney movie I warm to the most because it's it's our culture. Mm. Way cool. Thank mm. you, Disney. Yeah, obviously not. Um, uh, any specific culture, like Dad said. Um, so what I um, liked about the uh, f- references in Maui's song, um, there was the um, "You're welcome for the islands I pulled from the mm-hmm. sea." Mm-hmm. That's that's a reference to Maui and his brothers um, discovering New Zealand, because mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, in the Maori legends, the fish hook is actually his grandmother's jawbone. Mm-hmm. Um, that that he uses as as a hook, um, but he also referenced the Maori story of stealing fire from down below, yeah. and there was even Mahuika. yeah Mahuika is that Mahuika was the lady he stole it from. He, he took her fingernails and her toenails. Oh, I love that story. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, any other stories yeah, you so, think? Of? Yeah, so lots lots of Maori, Maori legends about Maui, and what we call the Maui cycle. Um, and he, yeah, um, slowing down the sun so that we would have more time in the day. Um, obviously, fishing up Aotearoa was really important. And then, of course, there's the Pacific Island ones, which are um, about the coconuts and mm-hmm. the wind and the waves and, and so on. Yep. Uh, the other reference that I noticed was the boats were very authentic uh, to the ones that I've seen in museums and things like that. Yep, yep, they were. They are pretty good. Yep. Okay, and the... They seem to be woven out of flax as well. There was a lot of the, the dried flax they used for those when she was sewing together the yeah. after it had torn. Yeah, flax for New Zealanders. It would have been other material in, in the Pacific Islands. One, hey, one of the things I'm really pleased about is, um, and, you know, I've teased Disney already on this podcast about, you know, finally getting around to it, is Pacific Island peoples 
we're navigating the largest area on Earth, the Pacific Ocean, while most Europeans were still, you know, blinking and coming out of their caves. And and I think to actually um, honour those people um, with a movie of their own was was really um, uh, overdue, but really really good of Disney to do it. So yeah, really good. Um, I was thinking during this movie of many things, um, partly thematically, um, what it's saying, uh, what it's referencing, what worldview is is telling the story. I was thinking about the accents because you've got Timura Morrison, Jermaine Clement, Oscar Keitley and um, others uh, as this um, with their New Zealandish accents and then you've got Nicole Scherzinger and Dwayne Johnson and others with American accents. They are from Pacific or Hawaiian um, yeah. backgrounds but they still have this um, this American accent and so that was kind of jarring watching it mm. but... Um, it made me remember that this is an American movie. Mm. It is. And it's, um, it's for a broad audience, especially a, an American audience. Um, and so I could tell that in some of the decisions they were making. What, what I found interesting watching um, older American movies like War and Peace with um, Audrey Hepburn and others um, that I've seen uh, from the, like the 1950s and things like that, is that they are very Christian. Um, oh, okay. And they're often highlighting Christian ideas or themes or at least making it with a Christian worldview. And it was interesting that in this movie they had a lot of the um, Pacific Island understanding of gods, uh, demigods and so on, um, they, um, but they often treated the theology from a Christian worldview. I think. Okay. Well, do you have anything? Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. I do have a comment on that, and and that is, um, Pacifica peoples are very spiritual. Hmm. Um, we're very close to the spirit world. We, you know, we don't, you know, we acknowledge it. It's a, it's an important part um, dimension. Hmm. Um, that um, that connects us and uh, another huge um, factor in the lives of Pacific Islanders uh, is um, our ancestors and, and the people who have gone before us. There is a lot of respect, a lot of acknowledgement um, for them and, and learning from them. And so this this gives us deep roots into the, the past and, and um, a deep interest in using the past to help us in our current day and course in the future. So yeah, kudos again to Disney for including um, and not shying away from having a spiritual element in their movie because you know the trend in the Western world is is against um, you know having a, acknowledging a spiritual element. It's a bit all too risky for them to do it. So well done, Disney. The other thing I want to thank Disney for is this is the only Disney no maybe maybe the Lion King, but um, one of the few Disney movies that have actually got. Um, the language of the peoples that they're trying to represent in the music. Um, so way cool. You know, I was just thinking they haven't got it in Mulan, um, they haven't got it in Pocahontas, but they have got it in this one. So way cool again, Disney. Yeah, um, I found that interesting with uh, the um, whole thing of the spirituality side of it that... Um, I would probably disagree with you, Dad, uh, in terms of shying away from things spiritual. That probably was your generation's motion in that uh, going into kind of materialism, kind of modernism in the science 
uh, answering everything. We the only thing that exists is what is um, uh, what we can observe. Um, and I would say now that, um, and maybe I'm misled on this, but it seems that we are coming towards a more open mindset about the spiritual, a spiritual, um, partly because you've got my generation raised in non-Christian homes for the first time in, in generations. Um, and so because they have not been exposed to these ideas from their childhood, they're interested and open about whether or not it's true or whatever. Um, and this has led to a slight rise. I think I could make more of it than it is, but there is a slight rise of of an interest in paganism and things like that. And um, that's a little off field from from this discussion. But this discussion is the the fact that there, uh, Disney is comfortable with presenting um, the spirit world in such a way as they did in, in Moana with reincarnation or some form of that that is still palatable to a Christian mindset, which was interesting that it's it's both kind of an afterlife for the grandma who passes away and... Oh, spoiler. It's, uh, yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> um, and um, uh, it's, it's also a kind of... Um, pagan reincarnation idea. So they're 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 balancing the um, conservative and Christian American audience with the with the real um, with the the truth of what the Pacific Islanders believed. Um, hmm. And and yeah, there's there's a lot of symbolism and other things in there as well. Hmm. Uh, symbolic the the idea of uh, a new generation coming and restoring restoring nature to what it should be mm. um the the ocean i found the ocean's character really interesting this time watching it in terms of the ocean representing god in a way because um by the way moana is is te reo maori for ocean or sea it is. and so you've got um, this this God basically selecting a human, and there's a there's a Jesus idea through there as well in terms of this good human. You know, there's other humans who um, they are scared, and there's other humans who um, who fear the water, who mistreat the water. Moana um, gets shown by the ocean how terrible and terrifying the ocean can be, and I think that's that's an important thing to remember about God as well, that he is not um, tame, you know, um, and he's not our own creation. He's not of us. He's not inside us. Um, he is He is uh, apart from us, he, it's, which is, um, which the ocean was clearly partnered with Moana, but was not Moana. And there were things that the ocean didn't uh, or, uh, yeah, didn't do in itself, mm. um, it didn't save Moana from the storm, but it used the storm to get Moana to the island mm. that she needed to get to, mm. even though it kind of wrecked her boat. And so um, there's lessons that Moana needed to learn and the uh, um, ocean didn't get in the way mm. of... And the ocean also had a sense of humour mm -hmm. and was a friend to Moana. So I've rabbited on for long enough comparing this movie to Christianity. Have you got any thoughts on 
that or anything else? Oh, well, uh, uh, there's a couple of big themes and themes in the uh, movie, um, one of which is leadership. Um, and the the idea, because one could criticise the movie and say, hey, look, it's very individualistic, which isn't an aspect of Pacific Island culture. So, um, the uh, however, there's a couple of aspects of leadership which are um, important here from a Pacific Island perspective. And one is this idea of inherited mana or inherited status. Um, and that is what... Um, the daughter of the chief, she has a role. She talks about the role. She Well, she sings about the role she has to play. That Maybe she can roll with that. Um, and so she's got specific responsibilities and... Um, specific, not pacific responsibilities, right? That's right. Well, she actually has specific pacific responsibilities. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and that's inherited. That's, that's part of the manner of being uh, the chief's daughter. Um, but however... It, Having inherited mana doesn't necessarily preclude um, individuals from um, doing great things um, irrespective of uh, their inheritance, irrespective of their status. Um, Anyone can come out and and do great things, as has been done in New Zealand. Um, An example, of course, is Taraipraha, for those who who know about Taraipraha. Worth a Google. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, and Moana is one of those. She... um, she steps out and she she makes bold decisions and and uh, to to leave her whānau, which is pretty to leave her sorry her family, which is um, pretty bold, mm. um, especially for a youngster who's got no experience on the sea and uh, against her parents' wishes as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we actually have a um, uh, we have a fakatoki a, a proverb if you like. Um, it's called ka, um, Kaputa Ruha Kahalta Rangatahi, and it, it says, uh, when the old net is just is is broken, the new net goes fishing, and we're not talking about nets; yeah. <laughs> we're talking about generations, and so and that's what's happening here. the The new generation has has gone uh, literally fishing, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and making their own way, and that's that's the idea here. That's so. There's an, another sort of layer that you can add to. Uh, to your understanding of this beautiful, uh, beautiful mu- movie musical, yeah, um, that's one theme is leadership, and I like that. Are there other themes that you noticed? Yeah, another big one. Um, thanks for allowing to rabbit on is identity, of course, um, and uh, Moana's uh, mission uh, comes from, or the strength for her mission comes from uh, a, a strong sense of who she is, um, and of course when Maui. Spoiler yep. alert, abandons her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's in a dark place and she's questioning her mission and, and what she was meant to do and how she was meant to do it. And, um, and of course, she needs her ancestors, in this case, her, her grandmother, her tipuna, to come and, uh, and remind her just who she is. Um, and that's not just at that moment in the movie. It's also at the, at the very beginning where she's, uh, you know, makes a conscious decision to, yes, I am going to step up into this role of, of Chieftain's daughter and, you know, find my place on the island. And, and um, so a big part of identity is finding out who we are in relation to others, in relation. And, and her awesome little um, soliloquy there in the movie talks about, I am Moana, I am the daughter of the chief, I am, and all these other things. But she, her descriptions are not about her own accomplishments. They're about, you know, where she is, who her people are, basically, mm. where she belongs, um, and these kinds of things, and, and why, and it reminds her why she is doing this. 
Yeah, I think that there's a, a deep layer of identity rooted in where we come from and our history and our nation's history and our family's history. Um, and I, I think that's really cool. I, I think the flaws of this movie are kind of... Um, you you don't feel like you know... Uh, the first time I watched this, at least, uh, I, I thought she doesn't really have an arc or it's just a kind of generic arc. But I think the, the second time watching this, I understand what the story is and what the story... Um, but... Um, the the language that's used, the idea of who you are, or um, this that uh, is just a little unclear, and I wish that they could have been a little more specific about um, what particularly about who she is that she is discovering, um, and, and because who you are is such a big big um, ta- task. But the other thing that she does is that she helps. Two other people around her know who they are, as well as her family and, by extension, the her tribe on the island. Her people, rather, on the island. The um, she also um, helps Moi to find who he is, and helps Tefiti to recover who she is. That's the theme. That's what Moana does. That's who she, what she does, and. And she also does the same thing for herself. She finds out who she is. Um, yeah, and so it can get a little bit um, self-salvation-y in terms of if you know who you are, you are. Uh, in terms of uh, this this call that the ocean is, is pulling on her with is inside her is one of those lyrics. And, and so it's, it's interesting you've, you've got... But it's it's all dare I say, bland enough that you can make it sound, make it say whatever you really want it to say. Am I being too harsh? Yeah, yeah, you are. So, <laughs> I think you can't, I think you're right about this, you know, the arc. I, I don't think you can look at this, um, this Pudako, this story here without, in the normal lens that you would look at, um, you know, a movie and, and its characters and say, you know, what is the arc? What is the hero's journey? Or however you're going to um, try and understand it. This is always uh, a movie about identity. This is always a movie about um, one's place, one's belonging with one's people, about you know leadership and, and finding one's place and one's role, one's responsibilities. Um, within one of the big things, one of the things I think they, I don't know if they could have done better, but the the biggest part of the movie, the biggest heart wrenching part, was actually Moana leaving the island. For her to leave the island, that was as big as Mulan wanting to, you know, leaving her family and joining the army, as big as Pocahontas standing between her father and um, John Smith. Um, you know, that, that was a really big, huge moment for Moana to actually go out, especially alone. We just don't really like this sort of I'm doing it alone, my stuff, uh, by, you know, alone by myself stuff. That's not the Maori Pacific way. We do stuff together. So... For her to actually do that, that was huge, but big deal. And you know, under normal circumstances, you would have expected a lot of grief. Um, uh, but of course, the movie is saying her determination, her sense of mission, um, you know, propelled her. And uh, you know, and of course, the um, if you like, uh, the words of her dying grandmother to say, you know, do this, um, go. You know, that gave the endorsement that this was the right thing for her to do. Mm. 
Okay. Um, one, I do want to say one thing. Um, there's there's a point there where it's, the movie talks about, or um, well, Maui is sad, his fushuk is, um, you know, d- damaged, and um, and he's questioning, you know, his whole identity. Um, and there's a a moko a, a carving on his back um, that they talk about, and it's a picture of his mother throwing him into the sea. And he doesn't want to talk about it and, and Moana convinces him that in order to help her, and of course this is again this idea of healing which you were talking about before. Um, uh, so I want, want to give you a little bit of backstory into that. Um, Maui's father, uh, mother was um, Taranga. His father would actually eat the kids before they um, uh, grew up, so like as babies, you know, newborns really. Um, and so Maui's mother Taranga actually loved young little Maui so much that she hid him from his father. Um, you know, there are some Greek legends like that as well, the gods. Mm. Um, and so what she did is she um, cut her hair and and tied him up in a top knot of her hair. So his name is actually Maui Tikitiki Taranga. That's one of his names. Maui wrapped up in the knot, top knot of his mother's hair. And she set him on the ocean, um, you know, so that her father wouldn't get him. Very much like Moses, you know? mm. <laughs> another baby's another, story. which which was referenced again with the ocean splitting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. There's other. Uh, and there's another reference that you pointed out mid movie. You when Moana discovered the boats, you said that that was like Moses discovering the carvings in the temple of mm. his family history of of. Um, the Pharaoh killing all of the um, Hebrew babies, which I don't think that scene is in the Bible, but... Um, no, no, no. But um, obviously Moses has to discover that at some point in the yeah. Bible. And, of course, the movie we're refer- I'm referencing for that is The Prince of Egypt, which is not Disney. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just by the way. Um, yeah, but that was interesting to see all these um, correlations with um, world myths as well. Um, we've spent half an hour talking about it so far, and we haven't even got to the music. We're probably going to have to cut this podcast in two, which I'm happy about. Okay. Um, but now let's talk about the um, music. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Musical Movie Marathon podcast. Please give us a rating wherever you listen. We're now available on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook where you can get notified if you set your settings right about whenever we upload. We plan to upload every Friday and next Friday we are planning to upload our conversation on Aladdin. It's very interesting to talk about the uh, distinctions between a musical in both the live action and the animated formats which we go in depth about as well as Aladdin in itself which is my favorite Disney movie so I'm really looking forward to that and I hope you are too so until then have a great week Oh, and one more thing. Uh, Our second half of this Moana podcast is available right now. You can give that a listen.